Welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science is now teaching us that everything is energy, and that energy is interconnected and interdependent. That energy is all one. So in truth, we are all one and connected to each other um, with, with this energy. And basically, to look at it from a layman's term, what you do to another person, you're literally doing to another aspect of yourself. Now, ancient wisdom and spirituality has been teaching the truth of oneness for eons. So science is just now catching up, but it's not new, new science. This science is over 100 years old, quantum um, quantum entanglement and the unified field theory has been around for close to 100 years. So we're not even talking new science. So when humanity awakens to the universal truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's show topic is Expand with Julius with Casey and Brad Wallace. Welcome, Casey and Brad, to Awake to Oneness Radio. Hi, everybody. Thank you. It's it is fantastic to be here. We love wow. what a love, great love. what a great opening. Yeah, huh? yeah. fabulous. Yeah, fantastic because Julius supports both the intermingling of, of the scientific theories and the spiritual theories that they support that they are all the same thing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and so we love it mostly because it appeals pretty much to everybody's mindful thinking, no matter which direction you know right. they lean towards. Right. So it's wonderful. Yes, yes. I, I, I actually, it was science. It was quantum physics that woke me up to the truth of oneness. What the bleep do we know? I don't know if you're familiar with that documentary, but I saw that in 2007. And that's when the light bulb went off for me. Inside of me, oneness, I, ooh, I understood it at a heartfelt level, not an intellectual level, but I understood it in here, in the heart, which is yeah. much more intelligent than the brain. But... Um, so that's so it was science that woke me up, and I had been studying spirituality off and on. But science was the, the science that made me understand oneness, made everything so clear for me. So yeah. please, I want please before we dive in, because I know we can dive in deep. <laughs> before we dive in, because I, I want my audience, my listeners, who may not be aware of who you guys are, Brad and Casey. Please share with our listeners your journey. Well, how long has it been? 11 years now? Yeah. A little over 11 years. Uh, I was in a car accident, and the medicine that they prescribed to me, I overdosed and left this planet, Earth, and had the opportunity, the fabulous opportunity, life-changing opportunity to visit with a group of beings who have been human themselves. And we sat down and talked. I was legally dead for eight, I would have been considered legally dead for eight hours uh, as they tried to revive me and bring me back. And of course they asked me if I wanted to come back and I said, yes, I'd love to come back, but I'm only going back if you're coming with me. <laughs> because ain't nobody ever going to believe my story, especially because where we live, um, closed-minded people, very religious-based, uh, and I was very much involved in all of that. I was very closed-minded myself. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have given anybody five minutes of time to, to have a conversation like this, yet... Here I was right in the middle of all of this and they said they would come back with me. And so when I woke up in the hospital, which shocked everybody, uh, Casey was there and started channeling, trans-channeling them back to me with certain code phrases to remind me that what I had just experienced, I really did experience. And so... From there, it's just kind of been nonstop, hasn't it? Yeah. So um, to, just to make clear, Brad and I 
were not a couple at that time. Yeah. I was at the hospital because my daughter worked for Brad. Oh. And um, so, so this, this phenomenon was uh, uh, something obviously that, that, that drew us together. Um, Julius was able to, Brad suffered a traumatic brain injury during the car accident. So mm -hmm. all his facilities were, you know, incapacitated. So he had to learn speech and walk and balance and, and his brain. Um, he was diagnosed and told that he would never have enough brain function again to do anything more than pull weeds for a living. Mm -hmm. ah. And, uh, Julius said, uh, well, never mind that. <laughs> and um, they started so the first year was me channeling Julius and getting Brad's brain working again they worked with him in kind of this really super cool way their philosophy was that human beings only use three to ten percent of their brain and the rest of it remains mostly remains dormant mm -hmm. and the extraordinary capacity of the brain of course uh, that we all uh, have a little bit of a knowing about mostly just the theory about right. and that if they they weren't going to focus on reviving the injury but they were going to focus on activating dormant parts of the brain with Brad and just let the injury just stay yeah you know just let it heal itself right. in an ongoing process and right. actually even today I still have remnants and still have part of my brain that's bruised mm -hmm. because my brain hasn't completely uh, healed in that area. So literally I wouldn't be able to function if we were still trying to stimulate that part of the brain. Um, so we figured out a way to circumvent that bruise and activate other parts of my brain. And so it's just been one roller coaster ride after another. Now the way they did that Caroline is through extraordinary mind expanding conversations, literally pushing the parameters of what you think you already know or you don't have the capacity to understand and they would let brad initiate a, a question mm -hmm. uh, 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 just something that would pop in your head you know you're walking around in your yard and you're like okay so you know is there another dimension around us and man they'd fire into that subject matter and they would say to brad you know now think about this conceptualize this try to grasp this his brain would he'd really he'd get headaches mm -hmm. then he'd go and rest um, and so they, they did this, but the, the conversations were so expanding mm -hmm. that Brad felt like all of the subject matter was relevant to everybody, to, right. to get everybody into their power, their superpowers and their empowerment and, and all of their knowing of, of all that they are. Awesome. And uh, in the meantime, you know, I'm going to work. I'm a hairdresser for, you know, 35 years. I'm going to the hair salon every day. And, I come and visit Brad and I go into these, <laughs> what I called it, you know, this trans channeling state where I'm not present and he'd have all these conversations. And I didn't really believe what he was telling me was going on. So he started tape recording the sessions. Awesome. And, and that freaked me out even more. I mean, then I'm thinking, oh my God, you know, I'm schizophrenic or, you know, what all this. Um, and at one point, I remember somebody saying later on, after all, we started talking about it in front of people, there's just no way she knows all that information. Yeah, She's yeah. just not that smart. I mean, that's not, that. My girlfriend said to me, I know it was real when I saw you do it because, you know, I just, you're just not that smart. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> thanks. That's validation, you know? Yes. But uh, anyway, uh, Brad, Brad, um, part of his therapy, he was encouraged to write a little bit about his experience. Right. Publisher was kind of fascinated. He kind of left me out of the book. I didn't really want him to really breach the subject of the fact that I was channeling this group and, you know, kind of how weird that was. So he wrote the books more in a context of, of a conversation, you know, mm -hmm. that he's having with someone or something. Right. The publisher was fascinated when he asked Brad where those who those conversations were taking place with right and said you know well, can she do this in front of an audience you know can she get out there and do this and I said <laughs> absolutely not and he's like yeah yeah, yeah you can do this do come yeah. on we're going <laughs> and so that that started the the either the insanity of what we do or the bravery of what we do 
And so we now facilitate teachings through Julius. We have academies, we have students worldwide, we do live events, we have an extraordinary healing program that Julius has brought forth to us. So we have a facility here. And so 10, 10 11 years later, um, this is what we're doing, you know, from this crazy experience. Yeah, we're making, we make a living at it. Yeah. And, and, and for most people, if you understand that comment, because for some reason, human beings seem to think that in the spirituality business, you shouldn't be making a living being able to do that. Oh, um, yeah. You know, that there's other things that you need to be doing and spirituality is just a byproduct. But I believe what we're doing and what we've been able to accomplish to this point and what we will continue to do is what I tell everybody is we're going to continue to go into the room and turn the light on. And if you decide to follow, fine. Get up. Just get up. Or even get up. Just get up. Yeah. Fine. Right. Otherwise, you can just go back to sleep and you can live another life the way you, you can live your life the way you've been doing it. But if you decide to follow and start asking questions and start pursuing those types of things, then man, let's jump on that train and let's get moving because we've all been stagnant for so long. Yeah. And then of course, I, I just want to uh, interject here just a little bit. Um, I, I truly, I, I listen to so many channeled material and I, I'm sure Ju Julius is a collective like yes. Abraham and um, all of that. But I listen to many, many channel material and they all um, encourage all of the information coming through channels is that we follow our passion, follow our joy and yeah. that will bring us the abundance that we need, whether it yeah. be, money or whatever you know it will we are always and i do believe i i take it a step further i believe in every now moment i'm right. abundant because all there is is this now moment and yes. that now moment i have plenty of water i have a roof over my head i'm abundant so right. that, i say in every now moment i'm abundant and i know like i'm doing like you guys i'm haven't been doing it i said four years now since my son's transition and it, it, it's not financially supporting me right this moment, but there's no way I'm stopping. I'm, right. I'm, I'm, it's going, I know it will, you know, and, and beyond because I have a big vision, a big mission. And I know that vision, long as you can uh, conceive it, you can achieve it and just, just keep on doing, just keep on following that passion and that love and that excitement. And all will fall into place. And the other big thing, the other thing I find that humanity, humans have difficulty with that whole concept is they don't know what the second step is. Spirit will give us the first step, take this step. And then, but you don't know what the next step. So if you don't see the big picture, you don't take the, most of them don't take that first step. Right. Know? Right. Uh, what what was it? Uh, so I, I uh, we have a we have a show on our own network called Extraordinary Experiences, yes. where we talk to people about the thing in their life yes. that really got them shifted. And yes. you make mention of your beautiful, extraordinary son's um, non-physical transition. Yes. And what though about that? made you change what, what i what i wonder about that is did he did you have communication with him afterwards or did how did you find your own way yes through the dark aspects of just mourning and loss into knowing that there's more here and that there's a profound journey for me to deliver the information of more well here <laughs> my story is kind of very unique in the sense I didn't mourn, I didn't grieve, not one second. Uh -huh. I, I knew, and because and my awakening came before his transition. Okay. His transition was in 2014, my awakening came in 2007. But okay. there's a bump, there's a speed bump in the middle. Like doctors were saying about Brad, um, that he wouldn't be able to do anything but pull weeds. And to my, so my son transitioned in 2014, but in 2011, he was seriously, deathly ill on life support. 
um, December of 2011, and doctors did not think he was going to live because he had pneumonia. And they didn't think his heart was strong enough for him to overcome the pneumonia. They asked me, they took me out of the room. He'd been on life support for about five weeks. They wow. took me out of the room and asked me, could they take him off life support? They did not think he was going to make it. Now, I'm fully awake at this time. I know that I'm creating my own reality. I don't blame anybody. I know life goes on. I, but I, at that moment, I said, didn't say to them, but in my head, I'm done. I'm off this. I'll come back another time. Try it again. I'm done. I tried to commit suicide in December 2011 while my son was on life support. Now, I'm going to speed the story up because this show is about you guys. Speed the story up. A week later, I didn't obviously, I took an overdose of over-the-counter sleeping pills, and I was out for two and a half days. And I wish I had, could remember what was, because I know my spirit was doing something. I have no memory of that. But a week later, they were, I was on 24-hour suicide watch. They would let me, they didn't take my son off life support because I had never given permission. But I go, I, they let me visit with him an hour a day, um, supervised visit, and I whispered in his ear. I said, Kyle, his name is Kyle, Kyle, get better so we can both go home. That night, he pulled himself off life support. He pulled out the ventilator. He pulled out the feeding tube, and his final signs were perfect. The doctors were like, it was like he was never even sick. It was a true medical miracle. And that happened two and a half years before he transitioned. But I, when, when we went home that December, I made a promise to God. I said, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I will never stop thanking you for this miracle. And I, kept, I keep that promise to this day. So when he actually transitioned two and a half years later, I was at complete peace. I knew it was his soul's decision. Right. I knew it was a soul plan that he and I had made together. And I knew he wasn't going anywhere. He was just leaving that, that body that wasn't working anymore. But he wasn't gone. So, and I was at complete peace when he actually transitioned. Yeah. Yeah. When we've always supported also, you know, with all of our experiences of, of talking with people who've had, who've had loss in their life, physical loss in their life. And a good portion of them want some type of validation or confirmation of the ongoingness, of the continuum, of that um, unbreakable bond. Yes. And most human beings are, get fixed in their mind that that's some sort of hearable and, and audible communication, you know, with that energy. The burning bush theory. Um, that if human beings oftentimes what severs that communication is that human beings dive, literally dive into a darkened or low energy frequency state of sadness yes. and they can't get the transmission, okay? Exactly. So they'll often call in people like myself or other mediums and channels to, to be the facilitator of that communication because our vibration is up. We're not in the sadness that this other person is. Right. So we can provide um, some information on the communication. Right. But when somebody like yourself, because we know a few people who have been <laughs> brave enough like you to hold their knowing that there is this ongoingness and not disconnect frequency wise from that being. Yes. There is the feeling that they're there, the knowing that they're there some types of that ongoing communication, which then elevates your experience into your knowing and the connectedness that in many, 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 many ways, Master, the new experience becomes an even deeper connection between the two. Because without the altered ego of the physical embodiment, the authentic, Authentic emotional connection has the opportunity to expand itself. And so oftentimes people can know a deeper connection with the soul or a more intimate and transparent connection with that soul. And in a way that often human beings would judge, but we will not, it's a more fulfilling 
and satisfying relationship when non-physicality takes place. And to explain that to somebody who's deeply seated in the experience of separation of the sadness, that wouldn't make any sense to them. But to inspire everyone that the answers are to remain in joy and love despite the illusion and distractions around you, and you will sit in the highest form of consciousness, which will transform your life into fulfillment, is the message that we cannot convey enough. And we are so honored to be in your presence, Master, and be partners with you into this extraordinary information. Oh, thank you, Julius. I have to let my audience know that was Julius. Um, I don't, I don't know exactly. I knew when she said master, when Julius said master, and what was coming through, um, Casey was coming through was Julius. So that is so wow because it was just like it just happened seamlessly. <laughs> Everything Julius just relayed is so, so true. I have a much closer relationship with my son now. Um, he is here. He is the co-host of my show. He told me that. And not only that, I have physical evidence my son is not gone. I have his voice on tape from his birthday two years ago from my first reading that was gifted to me by a wonderful medium that was a guest on my show. She gifted me a reading and that was my first ever reading and Kyle came through and his voice is on tape, EVP. I never heard of EVP, but we have Kyle's voice on tape. So I, I know without a doubt, I knew it when he transitioned. And now I even have physical evidence of it. And I know, and, and we are much, much closer now that he is in spirit and I am here. And he, it's just all great. It, it, that is so wonderful. Oh, my and then it, it also aids in the depth of intimacy for all relationships then in your life. That heightened state of appreciation. And just awareness, just awareness. We've always tried to support with human embodiments that one of the disconnecting factors between low consciousness and high consciousness is whether you're aware or not aware, walking awake or walking in a sleepwalking state. Yes. Anything that inspires the awakened state. And then you become this hypersensitive being Mm -hmm. which then adds to the exquisite savoring effect of the ingredients of life rather than somebody who's just shoveling the food in their mouth haphazardly just to survive, okay? You get to the extraordinary unctuousness and the depth of the flavoring and you find that in the relationships in your life and in the experiences of your life. Well, also... You know, the strange thing is what humans have forgotten throughout all of this, because they're probably saying, well, what, you really want me to savor everything? You want me to be aware? Yes, you do it anyway. You're just not aware of it. Yes. So if through practices in your life, you can actually become aware of everything that is going on in your life and everything that's going on around your life. You soon begin to realize that you're the powerful being who you're searching for that's outside of you. It is you who you are actually searching for. And so our, that's what we teach people is how to find that, how to, recognize that and to be much more aware in your searching process that it's merely you who you actually are searching for. Yeah. And, and of course, honoring everybody else's discoveries for themselves is, is one of the, is probably a, a huge missing component yeah. for humans. If you talk to humans, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm cool with finding this, but, uh, 
they, they're missing the component of allowing. They're missing that component of allowing. They're, they're, they're we're working on it, we're working on it. And when that allowing happens, as you said at the very beginning of the show, extraordinary honor and compassion happens and the dissolvement of separation and need to control or manipulate another or actions of violence, which is somebody who doesn't know how powerful they are, so they have to extract from another in order to feel somehow powerful. They learn to unleash their power and uh, it, it's, it's coming. It's coming. It's in the next moment of now. We're right. We're right there. We're right there, right? So true, and it's so true what you just said. Um, I use the term unity within diversity, meaning you don't have to have the same religion, you don't have to have the same beliefs, but you can honor each other. You can share your beliefs and and honor. Like I say, I share what resonates as true in my heart that I know it's true for me. I'm not saying it's true for anybody else. I know what's true for me, and I know where it comes from. It comes from within me, and I encourage people to go within and find that truth that resonates within their heart and live their own truth and allow others to live. Yeah. It's the allowing thing. We find, um, and, and I'd love to talk, let's talk about a little bit about how to find that authenticity and that alignment inside mm-hmm. yourself. But um, I personally, or we find it fascinating how people have their truths. We love the variety of perspective and how they do God or themselves. Yeah. It's, it's inspiring. It's the demonstration of the never-ending expansion of thought or God in the ability of multiplicity simultaneously. Isn't that the super, most super cool thing ever, yeah, right? Well, not, you know, for I don't know how many years now, practitioners around the world, spiritual leaders around the world have, have been preaching that we're all one. Yeah. Okay, even in your opening statement. You know, your awa- your awakening through you realize through science through the energy that we are all one. Well, when human beings realize whether it's through science, whether it's through a program, whether it's through what somebody says, when when we all start to realize that your neighbor is you just having another experience, then you begin to realize that you can't treat your neighbor a certain way because you're treating yourself that way. Well, you can, but you experience all the limitations. But you're going to experience that limitation yourself because it's you just having a different experience. So we support in our teachings with Julius, Christine, that um, your soul is the emotional processor of thought, okay? we support that God is all thought possibility. And as a light being, you take that possibility and you expand it through your emotions so that it can be demonstrated in an ongoing state of itself. Mm -hmm. And human beings in many, many cultures, in many, many economic systems, in many, many types of situations for themselves, have really cut themselves off from their emotions. Some of them do them for survival reasons, you know, that they, they, they mm-hmm. would just be too traumatizing for them to connect with their emotions. Right. But that that's the disconnection from the soul, okay? Mm-hmm. And to reacquaint our students, number one, with that theory, and then really get them um, working the emotional experience, letting those emotions come out. Um, again, you know, recognizing the intricacies of them, the savoring effects of them. Right. And it's amazing how once you allow that process, you are able to feel a thought. In yeah. other words, you, you have a perspective of a thought. You have an opinion of a thought. You have a feeling of a thought. Yes. And, and we support that truth is the way something feels Yes, I I agree. I say feeling is how our soul, our higher self, communicates with us. Pushing away our feelings or ignoring our feelings, we are ignoring 
our soul and our higher self because right. that is how our higher self communicates with us right yes. right and my definition my Go definition ahead. of god is all that is mm-hmm. all that is there's right. nothing nothing outside of god right everything this is god know, children are usually wonderful demonstrators of emotions yeah and of course Adults do their their quickest and fastest to stifle all of that, you know, what they deem to be appropriate, what they deem to be, you know, inappropriate. And in many situations, generationally, like with us, uh, our generation has a tendency to even identify certain emotions as either male or female. Mm-hmm. Like emotions have genders, okay? <laughs> and how screwy that is, right? Yeah. So if you're male, you're allowed to have male emotions. And if you're female, you're supposed to have been. And you're like, who well, who, who categorized that? Mm-hmm. It's like categorizing colors yeah. as having genders, you know, to them. And the paucity of that. Right. Um, and, and so, you know, coming back, even giving yourself that permission to feel the emotions that you've been told all along, you know, you're not, you're not supposed to go with those over there. That's a journey in and by itself of permission and allowing for a human to be brave enough to explore. And I believe the more a person tries to push away an emotion, the it's going to come back. It, it's not going anywhere. And it's going to come back stronger. You're like, I'll push it away next time. It's like, okay, you can push me away now, but now I'm coming back stronger yep. next time. And that's it. And it just gets more and more. It builds up because... It will, your emotions will not, your feeling will not allow you to just continue to um, ignore them forever. So yeah, it, it, we always support that, you know, what proverbially what people refer to as an easy path to their knowing would be somebody who listens to the whispers before the wall falls on them. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, I told you so. That's right. Okay, now you got my attention. <laughs> exactly. And I, do you, um, do yeah. you find that with your um, continued journey into expansiveness and open-mindedness that you're, you have uh, extraordinary intuitive gifts that are, are developing and refining themselves for you? Hmm, interesting. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't, I, I, you know what, I, I'm not sure. Um, I just know that my, I always try to stay focused here and now. I try not to, to think about the, you know, dwell on the past or even think about the feel. The now moment is where I know my point of power is. So I try to stay grounded in the now moment. And when I stay grounded, I become more aware of just little things, even nature. I love nature. I love being in nature. And it's very cold and icy here right now. We just had an ice storm and we're supposed to get another one tonight. So I'm hoping I have power tonight. Um, (laughs) But um, I just look at the ice on the trees and when the trees are all completely iced over and um, it just, I just went, for me, I find just being grounded in this now moment helps my awareness broaden, expand. And I love the name, the word expand because I wanted to share with you, I forgot to share one thing with you. I also, when I launched this show, Away to Women's Radio, I also founded a nonprofit organization in Kyle's memory. It, and it's the Kyle Foundation, but Kyle in capital letters stands for Keep Your Light Expanding. Nice. That's, nice. Yes. And so we love we love the ice storm thing because yes. no two ice crystals are the same. Yes, isn't that remarkable? That's that's yes. remarkable, isn't it? Yeah, you know? no two no two snowflakes are the same. No, no, and, and it's just like people, right? <laughs> right, and they grow and expand. Okay, so, you know, metaphorically, everything, you know, around, you know, that shows up in your life, same thing with us, you know, with the snow and stuff. And like you said, to be, to even just pause for a moment at at some of those things that are around us that are just screaming at us, really, they're whispering at us, they're screaming at us or whatever. Yes. And uh, it, it does, it does help refine the, the 
what appreciation for life, the appreciation for the way when, we when you start recognizing them, mm -hmm. yes, your life takes a whole new meaning. Yeah, when you start to recognize, when you pause, as she said, to even focus on now. Yeah. When you pause everything around you and focus on what's going on right now. Yeah. So Kyle, of course, was um, deeply empathic. Did you recognize that about him? Well, he, I didn't know that when he was in the physical, but another thing I want to share is when I was pregnant with Kyle, about, I could not, I did not have a boy's name. I knew I was, a uh, matter of fact, the ultrasound, it's the first time in my life I had an ultrasound. This is back in 84, where it wasn't done regularly. They only did it because they thought there might be a problem. So that's why they did the ultrasound. And I did not ask the ultrasound technician to tell me the sex of the child. But he said, if this is not a boy, I'll eat my hat. And my first thought was, did I ask you to tell me that? I didn't say it. I thought it. But anyway, so now I know I'm having a boy. <laughs> or he's going to be eating his hat. Anyway, but I know I'm having a boy, and I didn't have a boy's name picked out. And I couldn't have, so the name, and I know it was Kyle. Kyle gave me his name in a dream. He said, name me Kyle. I just, I remember just bits and pieces of that name, but I woke up the, I mean, that, that dream, I woke up that morning knowing I was going to name him Kyle. And I didn't know a Kyle. Um, I, I think it's an English name, but it's like, okay, it's not, I like, and so, and I believe that was the beginning because he knew he wasn't going to be here that long. That was a sole agreement. And he knew I was going to use that name, Kyle Keith your light expanding. I think yeah. that all started before his birth. Right, right. Yeah. Did you find him sensitive as a child? Oh, very. He was, yeah. that he was. He's very, yeah. very sensitive. Very sensitive, yes. Yeah, yeah the, heart, the heartache of, mm -hmm. of the, the self-judgment that he felt from everybody else. That wasn't his judgment onto everybody else, but he could feel other people's judgment is is the development of yeah. the weakness uh, yeah. you, know, or, you know for him comment yeah. with empathics yeah. uh, on, on on the earth but they are an extraordinary gift yeah. in life yeah to, uh, Brad is extremely empathic and you know you've been you've been empathic a good portion of your life but even more so since your accident yeah I forgot I forgot you know through through the training of religion and societies that we live, that we embed ourselves in, I was taught to not recognize and not listen to the way I felt or listen to that what was the devil talking to you. <laughs> no, but no, I, I I used to be very active in a in a church, um, a, a non-denominational church. But actually, it was denominational. Had a denomination. I thought when I joined it, I thought it was non non-denominational. But I remember clearly them being told not to rely on your feelings. That yeah. feelings were a bad thing. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the only way that the devil or Satan can take control of you is through your thoughts and through your deeds and through your actions. And boy, is that a great way to just stifle that so in people's lives. Would you say that was one of your challenges in, in coming out of your near-death experience? And one of the things that we want would also love for you to tell everybody is how profoundly emotional the, the experience was. It, yeah, well, I, I've always known, whether people were telling me or not, I always had my, emo my emotions have always been very close to the surface. And, and there would be times when my emotions would override a situation and I would literally start crying or or choked up to the point to where I couldn't even really talk mm -hmm. and being told that that was not a man 
manly way of expressing yourself to others that that is not correct. And so after experiencing my near death experience and them explaining to me that one of my gifts that I had brought with me was the fact that I was so emotional and could recognize my emotions because my emotions are my truth. That if you don't listen to your emotions, then you're denying yourself the truth. And that has always stuck with me because when people would tell me, oh, you didn't experience that or there's no way that's what was told to you because that goes contrary to what everybody else talks about, then I can honestly stand back and look people square in the eye and I can say, my truth is my truth and your truth is your truth. And if you do not stand up for what you believe is your truth, then you are not being true to yourself. And I would rather be true to myself because then I could never deny the fact that I stood up for what I knew was true. And I'm not going to lie to myself because you believe that I think differently or I believe differently because my truth is my truth and that is what makes me a strong human being and people don't know how to answer that. <laughs> was, that was that hard for you to come back into alignment with all of your emotions? It took a long time for me to, rec to even accept that mm -hmm. and of course with Julius's help I've been able to hold myself up and become strong and recognize that. And of course, a lot of people in my life who I thought were the important people that were in my life, boy, they sure fled. I know what you're you scared the hell you know, out of You're that. crazy, man. You're crazy. You know, <laughs> and well, so yes. it's okay. Yes. It's okay. And that's what I've told everybody is it's okay. I, I Apparently, I didn't really need them in my life because they decided to leave, not me. I'm still who I am. You just can't accept who I am because I don't meet your criteria as to who I should be. And so I try to tell people, you be who you want to be. And you live with the consequences. Because if you're trying to live up to everybody else's consequences, you're never going to get anywhere. Right. And, and I believe honestly and with my whole heart that if more human beings actually stood up for who they were, that this world would be completely different. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, that, it, was, it would be heaven on earth. Yes. Yeah, everybody yes. live their truth. And again, your, your truth and another person's truth doesn't have to be the same. We can still love and expect, respect. That's exactly right. You don't have to try to, when you're trying to force your truth onto someone else, that's not living your truth. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's, not, that's not really, if you have fear, you have to force it on somebody else. That means you don't believe it yourself. Right. 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 Exactly. Right. So it's, it's fine to, to allow, yeah, to allow everybody to live their truth. And yeah. they don't have to be saying truth. And there is no right and wrong. No. But we no. Live that, that's an interesting concept as our, as our students and people allow themselves to possibly look at that being a truth. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and having that, because what, if, they, if they can integrate themselves into that possibility, it dissolves all judgment. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's what oneness is, non-judgment. And here's what I use to, to, when I say there's no right and wrong, what I use as a visual is the yin and yang symbol. The yin and yang symbol rep, um, represents God, all that is. And it's equally light and equally dark. Now, 
spiritual people want to think it's just all life. No. Okay. Did you look at the yin and yang symbol? That is an image of God. God is equally, and God, and I'm using the term God because people, that's what people recognize. It's all that is. All that is loves. It's everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Equally. Yeah. So there is no right or wrong. There right. just is. Yeah. In the, yeah. In, in the issues. The, but uh, the, back, getting back, of course, like you said, to the, for, the forceful aspect of opinion onto another, just I get this visual in my head of, you know, mom trying to force feed you, you know, cod liver oil, you know, and, and you know, you're, you've got your mouth shut and your throat is closing itself off, you know, I mean, everything energetically resistant versus, versus right. the bakery down the street who at four in the morning just opens their windows, right? Mm-hmm. And, the, and just the wafting, and everybody's like, <gasps> oh, they come into the bakery and, and I, 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 I liken that to when you live an authentic life you you secrete the energy of joy okay and everybody wants some yeah they want some yes. what what are you doing to be this joyful in your life well I I'm finding authenticity with myself. I'm listening to my, and they're like, really? Well, you know, how do you do that? Show us how to do that. Rather than, you know, this is what you have to do to be joyful in your life. It's just a whole different, it's not just a different presentation. It's a different perception. Yeah, how, many, how many times have we gone somewhere and somebody will say, what is it about you guys? Mm -hmm. What is it? And then the minute we start explaining to them what it is that we do, oh no 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 no, I can't, I can't. Well, but you ask, yeah, yeah. you ask what it is. Why? Yes, why yes. is the, there a beaming grin on our face? Yes, We're experiencing it all. Yes. and the minute you don't want to hear what it is that we're experiencing. Yeah. It's taboo. Well, they don't usually do that, though. Usually, usually they're pretty they're pretty interested in in you know kind of the broad broad minded concepts. But it mm -hmm. is it can be it can be you know a, a challenge for for another really great interesting topic. I think mm -hmm. a point of discussion if, if we can if, I, if we can allow yeah, this. Caroline. I I want to before I forget it. I just yeah. want to um, address what Brad had said about the friends that he had before. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I had oh, I have very few close friends, but I had one particular close friend who was like a brother to me. He was like a big brother to me. And um, we had met in church and, and he was just, for 15 years, he was very, very, I talked, we talked almost every other day. You know, we, we talked about, we could talk about anything. And I did talk about oneness a lot to him. He's very fundamental, Christian, but I was able to talk about oneness to him until I start launched my show. And wow. even before I aired the first show, I told him I was lining up guests. And one of my guests was a channel. And when I said channel, he's like, I am done. Cause I was like a, a total taboo. No, 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 no. As soon as I said channel, he just, I'm done. And he yeah. was really done with me. Because yeah. I said I was having a channel on my show as a guest. And so last four years, I, I mean, I still, I occasionally will call him on our wish him happy birthday and tell him how much I still love him, but he wants nothing to do with me. <laughs> yeah. and, and for you, it's, it's mostly all of your family members mm -hmm. that ran. Yeah. 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 Close family. Because of the religion. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I, but, but it, it, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it, it is. You know, I, I, at some point, the realization came to me that they don't get it. Yeah. Okay. They, and they choose to stay asleep. And I yeah, and, that, and that's not... Wake up. Right. Yeah. You know, I may use the analogy turning the light on in the room. Right. They decide to just roll back over and cover up their heads. <laughs> like I'm not ready to wake up. Yeah, and it's like yeah. you know what I say, Namaste. 
to yeah. all those who are not ready to wake up, like I just live, I want to sleep some more. It's okay because in truth, we're all divine aspects of God. And if you want to stay asleep a little longer, hey, sleep. I'm getting up at six a.m. I'm running, yeah. I'm going to run. You you yeah. sleep, you know you keep on sleeping. And yeah. I you know I at there there was a point where I said to myself, wow, thank you for being a blatant demonstration to myself of being able to recognize and see just who I was prior to being who I am now. And I can actually recognize and see how far I have come and progressed and expanded throughout my whole experience. And you have demonstrated this to me without you even knowing that you've been that demonstration. So thank you. Thank you so much. And they just look at you like, what? what I did that too. You know what? I did that too. I did that too. Um, when I was practicing, okay, because oneness is unconditional love, unconditional acceptance, unconditional forgiveness, and um, under unconditional allowing a person to be who they are. And I understood for, when I was working on unconditional forgiveness, I wrote a list of all the people I thought had hurt me, thought, because they didn't hurt me. It's me doing it to me. That's so right. I wrote a list and I actually, some of them I actually, I got thank you cards. Some of them I actually mailed and I just said, thank you for being you. That's, That's right. Amazing. Thank you for being you. So all the people, it wasn't a long list, but all the people I felt had hurt me in my past, I wrote them a thank you card. Some of those actually got mailed. Some of them, I just wrote the card, you know, but it was an exercise in unconditional forgiveness and understanding it wasn't them. I, it was all coming from me. Yeah, yeah. And, and Julius teaches that every sentient being, every soul plays their role perfectly for yeah. their own expansion and others' expansion. It's yeah. once you take the judgment of the experience out of it and, and choose, you know, you choose to see the expandability in it. You choose to accept the expandability. You choose to walk through that aspect of it yeah. rather than the limitation of it. There's always expansion in, a, in, a, in an experience, which also helps you get through the theory that there's no, there's no right or wrong. Right, right. Everything's, everything's expanding. It's not this or that, it's this and that. That's right. why there is no right or wrong. It's right. all neutral. Everything is neutral. It's how we choose to label it. Right, right, right. Um, when you, so what's interesting, I know that for my own self, um, in, in my experiences in my life, when somebody has passed and then I get communication from them, mm -hmm. um, when we're physical, we have a very... Uh, usually a very strong indication, of course, of the interpretation of male and female. Right. Although we support that souls don't have genders, just costumes that you wear, you know, have a tendency to do that. With Kyle going non-physical, do you perceive him very differently than the first impression of the male configuration for him? No, I, I conceive him as himself, like as I knew him. Um, even in the first reading, he said that his, um, in his later 20s, from 26 to 29, he was very ill. In his early 20s, he was very healthy and active. He was, oh, he played football in high school. This, oh, he was, but up until he was 26 years old, he was as active as you can be. Not, didn't live a healthy lifestyle, didn't eat healthy, started to smoke, picked up smoking from peer pressure and all that. But um, he was very active. So in that reading, he, he said that he is now feeling like he felt when he was in his early 20s. Mm -hmm. So I still fit, uh, picture him like he was in, here in the physical in his early 20s. Right, right, right. And, and does he still appear kind of that age to you? Or is that kind of dissolved just into an innate wisdom, you know, interaction with him? I think an innate wisdom interaction with him, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and because Julius, of course, 
supports that that older young old and young is a is an illusion also yes and if we can breach uh because and for many people that's a type of a prejudice okay mm -hmm. because they yeah and to dissolve that perception from somebody okay mm -hmm. making your communication relatable to what they can accept but not referencing that in age mm -hmm. but more of a uh, based on experience and the capacity to process emotions and stuff with another. Right. Yes. And, yes. and how that broadens the human experience. If you mm -hmm. can get to that broader, everything's about broadening your perspective. Right. For everything. We right. just recently, just right before this transmission, um, we, have, we, host, we hosted a show and we had a woman on who's had four near-death experiences. Wow. And um, one of the things that we talked to her about was, as her energy was leaving her physical body, how she was able to see everything, okay? Mm -hmm. Where from the, from the physical perspective, you know, I can see my car over there or this tree over there or can't quite see that bird over there. But wow. somehow all she had to do was think and she could bring an image to, to her, yes. which was an indication to her that she'd gone non-physical out of her body, realizing in that moment Right. The limitations of the physical body and what we can see and what we can perceive. Yes. And our, our human body is so limited. I mean, our, what we can see and hear and touch and taste, it's so limited. And science has proven this. I always go back to science with my listeners because science has proven that the human body can only detect maybe, I mean, I'm going to put it in that point zero 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 nine percent of what is out there because their instruments can, can detect all this, but our body can't. And so for a person to say, I only believe in what I can see and hear, I'm like, okay, so that you're, <laughs> literally, you're literally saying, I only believe in point zero 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 nine percent of what is actually out there. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. I choose ignorance. I just choose ignorance. Yeah. You know, we, we always try to, we, we've explained to our students that there's more going on in the empty space that surrounds you yeah. than you are even aware or could comprehend. Exactly. You know, and some people will have that stare, that <laughs> yeah. look like, what? what are you talking about? Right. But for those people who become aware. Yes. Yeah you realize that everything that is going on around you is for your benefit. Yeah. And, 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 an, and, an, and an extension of you. And an extension. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Because it all goes to, it is all one. Just, we are yes. all God having a unique experience. And that's why actually two people can agree on some things, but two people can never be identical. No. We are seeing from different vantage points. We are God seeing the reality from different points of view. So yeah, we never agree a thousand or a hundred percent on anything because we're 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 unique aspect right. of God. Right. And and Julia says that God doesn't need to repeat itself. You yeah. know, it just it uh, yeah. yeah it gets yeah. all it does all the variables once. So thank you for saying that because that's a that's a big supportive that, aspect. That is a Julia's big supportive well. aspect. Yeah. yeah of it all yeah yeah so that's how when you awaken and understand that that other even if you don't agree on anything that other is an aspect of god and you can honor him or her just for their divineness that's what namaste means i bow to the divinity within you knowing that everyone has divinity in them they're not separate no one is separate from the oneness no one is separate from god no one is separate from us Right. And right. it is a play, a play of our own creation. And I like to, I like to, to interject that to the listeners. We are creating it. No one is doing it to us. That's right. Yes. Isn't that great news? Yes. We tell everybody that's the best news that we can tell you because then you can change. You're the one that has the power to make the changes in your life. After they're pissed off about not being able to blame something, okay, yes. And then they have to go, oh, my God, I'm the dunce of the universe for doing this to myself. And we're like, no, 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 no. That's just been your limited perception. Now, if you have this broader perception, 
that's where you will get, you know, the superpowers, you know, coming out in you and know that it's all about what you just can accept. So broaden your acceptance and your possibilities. And understand that it is a play or movie of our own creation. And the only thing real is the experience of it. It is important. And and it's for our soul's growth. It's for our soul's expansion and our higher self that knows all, right? You know, plan this. You know, we don't we're, we 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 don't know exactly from our human perspective. From our human perspective, we don't know why, but our higher self knows. And I and we're not disconnected. We're connected to our higher self, and our higher self knows exactly why we chose exactly why we're going through what we're going through. And our toughest, our our hardest challenges are our biggest blessings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that yeah. we don't understand in our humanness. Yeah. Yeah, we call that we call that the perspective of the altered ego versus the soul. The altered ego is, is attached to the limitations of the physical. Yes. And the soul reaches beyond the parameters of all limitations. Yes. And, uh, even if you get that a little bit in yes. your life, even if you just apply that theory occasionally your life will change. Exactly. The more you apply it, the more changes, the more possibilities that occur. But one of the things that, that we tell everybody is the best thing about a conscious journey, a journey into enlightenment or, or knowing yourself, yes, is every single tiny step of the way reaps extraordinary changes in your life. You don't have to wait until you're the absolute master of the sixth level of consciousness before your life unfolds before you. So number one, you have nothing to lose, literally. It's all game. It's all game, okay? And then it also helps to kind of take or drop the arduous perspective out of it. Oh, God, this is going to be too hard to do it this way and to be awake all the time and to be thinking about your thoughts all the time. We're like, just do it occasionally. And you're going to see the unleashment of yourself well, come out. The other, something else that just popped into my mind was the judgment aspect. Yes. We how, hard, <laughs> how hard human beings are on themselves. Yeah. And we try to explain continually judgment itself as a human, that that's 90% of everything you do in your life is a judgment. Well, it's the binding. And and it's what binds you. Yeah. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. if we can actually get you not judging. Right. We've given you the key to the prison. Right. Right. Prison, which is great, but you can be the key master. And the other thing, when you were talking about the the age, old and young, and that, in truth, time is an illusion. There is no time in spirit, none at all. And and time, and and I love Einstein. I uh, time is merely an an illusion, albeit a very persistent one. We use time in this realm as a tool. But right. it does not exist. So in truth, and it's just a very small part of us that is here. It's right. the larger part of us is still spiritual, is still in, in, in the spirit realm. So when yeah. we understand that the now is, I like to say, the now is your point of power. Don't worry about what you did a moment ago. Don't worry about the moment to come. Focus on this now moment. This is your point of power. And that's when you, when you ground yourself in this now moment. That is when your expansion begins and you become more aware. So do that in every now moment. There's no need to beat up on yourself. And there's no need to, I say worry is just uh, when you put your attention on something, you call it to you. So if you're worrying, you're actually praying for what you don't want to happen. Right. So only focus on what the things you want to happen and then stay grounded in the now moment and let that expansion and awareness in that now moment. And there's so much to be thankful for. That's the thing. Also, attitude of gratitude in every now moment. Like I made that promise that I would never stop thanking God for that miracle I experienced in December of 2011. And even, even when my son transitioned, I was still thanking God in that moment because I understand I under, I saw it from the mountaintop, from a broader, I see, I look at everything now from a 
a spiritual perspective, not the limited human perspective. It's so limited. I also love Albert Einstein's quote of the more he, the more he experiences science, the more he believes in spirituality. Yes. And that's a great lesson straight across the board for all of the extremities on one side of the theory or the other. Yes. Is that everything, even those polarity theories are interconnected. So we should at least be able to step into that space, right? Very, very true. Very true. I want, I will please share with our listeners how they can follow you. Please share all your wonderful ways (laughs) they can connect with you guys. Thanks. Uh, Well, we have two massive, massive websites. One is expandwithjoyous.com. The other is caseyandbrad.com. And on both of those websites, you will see the multiplicities of the things that we do from our healing workshops to our retreats, to our network, um, to our teachings, to our academy, uh, to our series, television series that, that runs where we communicate with ghosts in the Caribbean. That's a fun series. Um, what else? Uh, Facebook, yeah. YouTube, yeah. Expand with Julius on those things. Yeah. Like and follow and subscribe to those pages and you'll be able to see a lot of our live streaming. We, we have a lot of programs. <laughs> yeah. You also have a free gift to, yes. for our listeners. Yeah. Our yeah. radio listeners, there will be a link to a free gift from Brad and Casey, um, from Julius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll get you'll get one of Julius's downloaded lo- downloads, one of their teachings. Get everybody a full teaching. Yeah, get everybody a little uh, snippet into their energy and blessings to everybody on their extraordinary path. We, Caroline, we've just been so honored. You know, it's just like we just had such a great cup of coffee with you. Yeah. You you need to come to Southern Utah and sit and visit on, you know, at the facility with us. We I definitely, I would love to. I love to. I love to. Um, hey, I'll be there. I'll be there yeah. sometime this year, 2019, New Year. Right. Definitely. Come out and we'll take you to some of our favorite spots in the national parks that have natural vortexes. Wow. And you feel the energy and feel all the different movements going on within the earth. Yeah. And Mm. we want to thank, we want to thank your listeners for spending this time because we know everybody's time is very valuable to them. We love you and honor you. Thank you. Thank you. Coffee with us. Yes. Thank you. It has been a great cup of coffee. I I love this. And like I said, I, I say I don't have to do drugs because I get a high every time I do a shot. I do. I'm like on a natural high for for hours after this. So it yeah. is great. Thank you so much. And I definitely will we will keep connected and I definitely would love to visit Utah. Thank okay. you. Okay. Love, love and light. So much. And Julius. Which Thank is- you. collective consciousness. Thank you.